There are certain factors the Pittsburgh Steelers need to lock down if they want to be better at stopping mobile quarterbacks with their defense in 2023. We'll talk about that and take your questions here on the Lockdown Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter. Let's get into it. You are Locked On Steelers, your daily Pittsburgh Steelers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter, bringing you your daily dose of all things on the Pittsburgh Steelers. As always, you can find this show on your favorite podcasting apps and on YouTube. Like this video if you enjoy it. Subscribe to this YouTube channel to get all of your daily Monday through Friday episodes as well as our bonus content. We thank you for making the Locked On Steelers podcast your first listen every day because we're your team every day. And today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn. LinkedIn Jobs is gonna is here to help you find qualified candidates that you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash locked on NFL. That's LinkedIn.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. We'll get to more on that later. First of all, want to wish everyone a happy Monday, especially special shout out to our man Nathan Glass out in out in Los Angeles, California. Nate, big Nate, we know that you're one of our OG locked on Steelers fans. So big shout out to you. Thank you for always rocking with us. But I want to get to a topic here that I think is a little bit more important than people are realizing for the upcoming season. And we'll get into that more as we go through this first segment and a little bit over. But it's stopping mobile quarterbacks and getting ready for the more athletic quarterbacks that the Steelers are going to face this upcoming season. Now, we all know this that, that this is important. Mike Tomlin has has you know emphasized this, talked about how much they've studied it and what they need to do to keep getting better at it. We know that in the in this division alone, you're going to have to deal with Lamar Jackson, one of the best rushing quarterbacks that the NFL has ever seen. You're also going to have to deal with Sean Watson, who does like to run the ball when the opportunity is there. Joe Burrow doesn't do as much as those guys, but he will take off and use his feet when he decides to. It's something the Steelers have to be able to stop consistently this upcoming year, and we'll get to more on their schedule in a little bit to explain why that's an even bigger deal, I think, this season than seasons before. But let's take a look at their recent success record at stopping mobile quarterbacks. Well, part of it is a little bit murky if you look at the numbers. If you go back to 2021, when uh, two, just two years ago when the Steelers' run defense was just getting run all over, they gave up the fifth most rushing yards per game to quarterbacks. Now, that doesn't tell the whole story because teams were also just running the ball with their quarterbacks more on the Steelers in 2021. But one thing was obvious. They weren't able to lock it down as best as they had in uh, in previous years. But in 2022... That they they came up a bit. They weren't number. They weren't the fifth worst in the league at stopping and stopping run, uh, running quarterbacks. They were more in the middle of the pack. But one thing that did stand out was that they never allowed a rushing touchdown to a quarterback all season long. And they faced some pretty good ones. And granted, some of them did slaughter them because they were throwing the ball on them pretty well, like Josh Allen and and Jalen Hurts. But if you go back uh, to go back throughout the season, they didn't have to play Lamar Jackson. So that was a factor. But they did have some have some decent moments here and there against Deshaun Watson and Tua Tungabalo and limiting their abilities to, to, to make big plays with their feet. And I think that that's I think a part of what we saw as the season went on was a key factor that's going to play into this season in a lot of different ways. And that's a gap integrity. And it's something that happens when you have experienced guys who not only 
nowhere to be, but they're good enough to win their spots and to maintain those gaps. And that's something that I think that broke down for the Steelers a lot of times, a lot of times more in 2021 and definitely sometimes, but less in 2022. Now, what do I mean by gap integrity is that when you're lining up a defense and you're assigning guys all throughout the, all throughout your formation responsibilities, there's generally certain gaps, you know, a gap, B gap, C gap, the edge, there's different group. There's different gaps that you're assigning guys. Hey, your job is this space. You're not. We're not saying you have to just sit there and wait for things because you do need to get a push on. But your job is to make sure that if someone tries to come up your lane, you can win it and you can make sure that 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 uh, that no offense is just running right through it or a quarterback can't just slip it through this lane and get some easy yards on the ground. And if you look back to last year, part of the problem that I think they faced when they started to give up more the uh, rushing yards they did on the ground to quarterbacks was when they had some injuries to be concerned about. Now, if you remember, Larry Ogunjobi started the year injured, so so he wasn't up to 100%, and TJ Watt missed two months. So they didn't really get a chance to have the full strength of guys in there. And as we talked about last year, their depth wasn't all that great. The Marvin Leal was also hurt for a good bit there. So a guy that they were depending on to kind of help with there a little bit more often couldn't be there. But I think this year... Not only will you see those starters being playing a bigger bigger role who will be a lot healthier, but you'll see the guys coming in after them also playing a big role. Remember, they signed Marcus Golden, who I think is going to be a really good third option as an edge rusher for this team. I think DeMarvin Leal being healthy and a year older is going to really help with them in both on the interior and on the edge, because that's the other thing. People forget it's not just the edge rushers about keeping quarterbacks bottled up. It's also about the interior lanes. And Ogunjobi and Hayward as, a, as your one-two punch up the middle, those are both guys who know how to maintain the leverage and to make sure that their gaps are held down, but also doing that while approaching the quarterback. It's a phrase that I hear all the time from Pat Narduzzi Pitts, head coach, when I'm covering the Panthers, because the Panthers have been one of the best sacking pass rushing teams in the country in college football over the last three to four years. In fact, they led college football with sacks this past year. One phrase they use when they're attacking athletic quarterbacks is the phrase kill, not capture, because they want the mentality of their team to be to go after the quarterback and don't be afraid, but do be mindful of your, of, of your, of your, pass rush route you don't want to be to be over pursuing yourself and then give up your entire rushing lane but at the same time you do not want to be passive and give up on your pass rush ever and that's something that i think tj watt does so well is that you see him be very account accountable for his gaps and for his lanes but you also don't ever see him holding up and kind of you know giving you know lessening off his pass rush for that unless he's setting up one of his crazy one-handed interceptions at the line of scrimmage because you know, he does that sometimes. But point being, this team might be the best suited to handle this since this since they had Bud Dupree, Stephon Tewitt, Cam Hayward, and TJ Watt in 2020 and 2019. Because that that group was very good at, at, at kind of limiting those opportunities. And as we said before, the, the loss of Stephon Tewitt was a bit was a big hurt. And uh last year, TJ Watt's injury was a big hurt. But if those guys are healthy and their depth is coming along. Don't forget Keanu Benton, I, also, I think, also plays a good role in this. Um, you could look at to see if Nick Herbig becomes one of those guys, that fourth guy off the edge that, that really helps out there. I think they're, they're asking a lot less of your backups this year. They're, they're, they're asking them, hey, just fill in these key roles 
coming off the bench in this situation, but the third and fourth guys that are coming off the bench, whether it's DeMar- uh, uh, Marcus Golden for the outside linebackers as an edge rusher or Bitten after DeMarvin Leal uh, or Braden Fajoko or one of those guys up the middle, they the Steelers have options to give their top guys breathers and all uh, who won't be as not I wouldn't say irresponsible, but they will be more talented at maintaining those gaps and maintaining that gap and that gap integrity to take on quarterbacks who want to run the football more. And that's something that's going to be huge in this upcoming season. I want to talk a little bit more about this and then get to a call that we got from one of our listeners here on the Locked on Steelers podcast in just a minute here. So don't go anywhere. I got a point that relates to the Steelers schedule and to a key position I've I've talked about a lot this year that I didn't mention in this first segment. We'll get to all of that in just a minute here on the Locked on Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter. Stick with us. But first, before we do anything anything else, I want to talk to you guys about our great sponsors at LinkedIn. LinkedIn, of course, is the number one place that people go to to find their new employer. So So as an employer yourself, if you're looking for new people to hire, it's the best place for you to go find your new job candidates. You can create a free job post in minutes on LinkedIn jobs to reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network of over 810 million people. Then you add your job and the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring so your network can help you find the right people to hire. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the candidates that you want to talk to faster did you know that every that every week nearly 40 million job seekers visit linkedin post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on nfl that's linkedin.com slash locked on nfl to post your job for free terms conditions apply Back here on the Locked On Steelers podcast, I'm your host, Chris Carter. We continue with our topic here about stopping mobile quarterbacks. And I want to get to this because the Steelers are going to face a lot of them in 2023. And that's kind of important. But before I get to that point, the last position that I didn't address here that will play a big role in this here is a position I've talked about a lot. And that's inside linebacker where the Steelers have let go of Devin Bush. They've let go of Miles Jack. They've now brought in Cole Holcomb and Landon Roberts. They still have Mark Robinson. Uh, They've hired a guy, Nick Kwiatkowski, who's kind of bounced around the NFL for a few years. They brought in this guy, Tanner Muse, but they don't have, they, they have two guys who are good run stuffers and good tacklers in Roberts and Holcomb, but they don't have uh, that definitive cover guy. But still, in stopping quarterbacks, I think that it could be really interesting to see how Holcomb and how Roberts fit into that because they seem like heady linebackers who play their roles, play their roles well, and understand their position within the defense. They may be, they may be ha- have limitations in coverage that may get them picked on a little bit. But when it comes to, to, to helping against the quarterback, these guys, I think, are going to be well, understand their gap integrity, how they're going to how they play in behind that front that we've been talking about with Hayward, Ogan, Joby, Watt, and Highsmith. And that's going to be just as big of a part as the front winning their matchups is them making sure that behind that front, they're accounting for gaps so that the quarterbacks can't can't break loose. And if you look at how those line, how those guys have done pre, in previous years, uh, Cole Holcomb, who did have a limited sample size last year because of an injury that ended his season earlier, only missed about 8.6% of his tackles. Now, that's not an elite, elite number, but it's also 
up there within the top 20 of the NFL as far as rate wise of, of, of all of a lot of the major starting linebackers last year that would have put him just ahead of guys like CJ Mosley and Roquan Smith both who are pretty good linebackers in the NFL today as far as missed tackle rates Landon Roberts a little bit different he missed 13.9 percent in there y'all know I just had to get my 13.9 percent but really he only he missed 13.9 percent of my of uh of his tackles in there but I got to get a 13.9 inch out to my boy Wes Euler out of West Virginia uh but uh his 13.9% would have ranked a bit lower, but it still would have been better. It still was better than Devin, Devin White, Patrick, Patrick Queen, uh, Devin Lloyd, and other guys out there, Zayvon Collins, other guys, other linebackers that people are excited to have have on their rosters. And that's not great, but it's decent enough that I think that playing within the Steelers system where they're going to have more bigger playmakers on their on their roster, like TJ Watt, like Cam Hayward, uh, like Alex Highsmith, and even Larry Ogunjobi. With those guys there, they're not those two linebackers aren't going to be asked to do as much. I think when it comes to make to having to stretch so far out and you know, and make so many blockers miss just to make tackles, and I think that could potentially help their 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 missed tackle percentages this upcoming season. Now the question will be though how do they help against the quarterbacks and that's going to be an ultimate challenge because uh, if you go back and you look at the Steelers schedule they're going to face quite a quite a few of them now week one against the Niners we still don't know you know how Brock Purdy will fare you know injury wise when training camp hits but if they face Trey Lance that's going to be a one mobile quarterback Deshaun Watson in week two he's another one uh, we I don't know if C.J. Stroud's going to be running the ball a lot for the for the Texans in Week Four, but in Week Five it's Lamar Jackson time, and you know it's on as long as he actually plays because you know he's missed quite a few Steelers games re- recently. But then look throughout the schedule, and you'll see a lot of games where they're going to have to be accountable for guys who may not they they may not be you know running quarterbacks the way Lamar Jackson are, but they're guys who can use their feet pretty well. Week Eight against the Jaguars, Trevor Lawrence. He's pretty good at running the football uh, as as a quarterback. Um, you know, uh, then you go to uh, you play. They face Deshaun Watson again in, in Week Eleven, Week Thirteen. You got Kyler Murray, who is very good at using his feet to extend plays and to make plays. Week Fifteen, you get Anthony Richardson, who was a high draft pick this year by the Colts at quarterback because of his athleticism and his cannon arm, which is ridiculous. And even Geno Smith in week 17, he had some of the, some of the more rushing yards in the NFL last year at the quarterback position. Uh, and then you finish the year with Lamar Jackson. That's a lot of matchups where stop, stopping mobile quarterbacks, guys that are athletic enough uh, to use their feet and can do the, in, do so in the right situations is going to play a big factor. So again, my emphasis here is that the Steelers have to be ready to take on that challenge. I think that the front will be, but I do think that the linebackers, it's going to be something that, they, that they're that they going to be challenged on and they're going to have to prove this year. And that may play a big role in some big matchups here that the Steelers want if they're actually going to push to be a playoff team or challenge the Bengals to, for, the, for the AFC North division crown that they've held on to for the last two years. But again, I think that this team, with the way it's built, with the with the with the starters they have up front, and with the depth that they have behind those guys, and the experienced linebackers who they have right now at the position, they should be able to minimize this as a problem for the defense and be and be able to point to is like, hey, you know what? 
as long as you stuff the run on the on, on the first on first and second down and force it to be third and eight and third and nine more than third and four or five, you're going to put quarterbacks in tougher positions to make plays with their feet on third downs and to extend drives with their legs. And if you're again, if you're holding down gap integrity, you're going to be able to get bring the quarterback down more often. And I think as a team, it's going to make them a lot stronger against some of those rushed rushing quarterbacks that can extend plays or just make plays with their legs there. So that I think is a huge factor here but I, I i'm gonna have a little bit of fun with this with this with, with a little bit of thinking about this here because we got a call here that i think plays in a little bit with who i'm talking about as far as what the steelers need to do to add to their roster right now and it was a, a friend of ours who's called into the show before we want to get his question on, on on here in a second but it relates to my point that i've made all off season long that the steelers still needed another linebacker and just check out Parker's question because it's kind of interesting and will also relate it to the offensive side of the ball as well. Here's Parker from Indianapolis with a call-in question that you can call in at any time, 412-223-6644. Here's Parker. Hey, Chris, this is Parker from Indianapolis. I just had a quick question for you. If you could add any offensive player outside of a quarterback to the um, Steelers' offense this year, who would it be and why? And anything for the defense who what player would you add that's in the nfl to make this defense the best in the league thank you thank you parker and remember that you can always call in like parker did to get your question on the air 412-223-6644 uh you call call in give your name where you're from and keep your question under a minute we'll try to get you on the show just like we did with parker and if you donate ten dollars to the cystic fibrosis foundation uh with the link that we use that's attached to this uh podcast or the qr code that's on your screen right now uh, you will be guaranteed to get your call heard right here on the air because sometimes we can't get to them all but we're happy to get to them when we can so let's answer the first part of part. Uh, actually, we'll answer the second part of uh, Parker's question. He asked offense first. I want to get to the offense in the third segment, but the defense, you know, you know, I'm going to point at some linebackers because that's the big part of this defense that needs answers. I think everyone's excited about cornerback with Patrick Peterson, Joey Porter Jr. and Levi Wallace. I think everyone's excited safety, at safety with uh, DeMonte Casey and Minka Fitzpatrick and defensive line. We just talked about them edge rushers. We just talked about them linebackers, the one position. And could you imagine this defense with some of the top linebackers in the league. And I'm going to just stick with two specifically that I'd say flip a coin. And I think the Steelers would be happy with either one. And that's Fred Warner of the, of the 49ers and Roquan Smith of the Ravens. First of all, you saw Roquan Smith and what he did to the Steelers in the, the, the one time the Ravens beat them this, this past year, we had multiple interceptions in the middle part of the field. That guy can cover that guy can hit that guy can lead. He's a beast in the middle part of the field. But Fred Warner, I think, is the best linebacker in football right now. And he's a guy, you add either one of those guys to the roster, they'd be killing it. Now, you're probably thinking like, okay, Chris, that's fun to talk about. But what does that relate to what the Steelers need to do moving forward? Aha, uh-huh, I got a point here. Because I'm going into uh, I'm going into a little bit of way too early draft talk. But there's some players in the NFL draft this upcoming season who I know a little bit of their profile. I don't judge them entirely right now because they still have another year to play before they enter the NFL draft. But there are certain players there that I think could be really good stealers in 2024 when they're making their draft picks. 
the top one that I think that everyone you, you might have heard of is Jeremiah Trotta Jr. Now, he's a linebacker out of Clemson. If you know one thing, he checks the Steelers box because he has family who's been in the NFL. His dad, Jeremiah Trotter Sr., was a pro bowler uh, and an all-pro linebacker who played in the NFL for, for many seasons. But Jeremiah Trotter Jr. projects to be the kind of linebacker that you want. He's smart. He plays the middle of the field well. He's competitive. He beats. He, he can beat uh, bigger blockers and win win on win at spots and run defense but he can also he's athletic enough to help against coverage and even looks good in helping against coverage and understanding different co- coverage assignments and how to work against different players and he's the guy who I don't think would be rushed to the top 15 20 players to be drafted so if the Steelers were to make the playoffs I think they'd still have a chance to get a player like him if if he was the best player available at that spot, maybe in the second half of the first round. There's also guys like his teammate Barrett Barrett Carter, who also plays for Clemson, also pretty decent at, at coverage as far as athleticism. But there's also guys who I think could also be really interesting if you go further down the list, even if, even if they wanted to wait a little bit in the draft. Uh, one guy, Smell Mundon Jr., He's a 6'3", a, a linebacker out of Georgia who's, who looks really fast on tape and he can cover. He can has really good entry, in, instincts when he's playing coverage in the middle part of the field. Those are all guys I think could fit the profile. And there's others out there too. Deshaun Pace, Cedric Gray, there's guys to talk about. But I think that that's, that that's part of why I wanted to answer Parker's question here because I think it's fun to talk about who the Steelers could have uh, in the NFL right now but who they could have in the NFL draft next year to address a serious thing here. And this again is just talking, getting us to think more about like, man, what are the weak spots in the Steelers right now? What's the spot that you want to solidify up the most? And for the for the defense, we know it's linebacker. But what is it for the offense? If you weren't to pick, you know, Patrick Mahomes at quarterback, who would you want to take at different parts? And based off of the way the Steelers are are, are kind of set up right now. I think there's one clear answer. We'll get to that answer in just a minute here on the Locked On Steelers podcast, finishing up Parker's uh, question here. So stick with us. But first, before we do any of that, I want to talk to you about our, one of our great sponsors, and that's Bird Dogs. Now, Bird Dogs is a is a clothing brand that's here to make you look good. They have shorts where they use these khaki, khaki-developed shorts that are designed to fit slimmer on you through the thigh and the leg, giving you a truly sculpted look. Bird Dog shorts do the exact same thing as Lululemon, but they fit a lot better they fit better because better than regular shorts because a lot of shorts get made with stiff restricting cotton but bird dog fixes that issue by inventing cloud cloud knit fabric that looks just like khakis but stretches so that you get a way slimmer fit without having to sacrifice movement and we all know in the summer you try to move around that is huge and again you're looking good while you're getting that 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 extra movement and it also comes with anti-stink sweat wicking fabric that keeps you cool and dry all day long. Go to birddogs.com slash locked on NFL to get a free Yeti style tumbler with your order. That's birddogs.com slash locked on NFL for a free Yeti style tumbler. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you. Back here in the Locked On Steelers podcast, I'm your host, Chris Carter. We're continuing our our answer to uh parker's question who called in from indianapolis thank you again parker for calling in or you can call in at 412-223-6644 leave your name where you're from and keep your question under a minute we'll try to get you on the show but again to finish parker's question he asked first about the offense and i want to get to this because i think that this 
is interesting and could lead to interesting perspective for where you guys want to want your heads to be once the NFL draft hits. Now, here there's a lot of things that could happen between now and April next next April. The whole season can go by. There could be a player that emerges on the roster that or a player that you know, that that has a terrible year on the roster that makes you change your whole perspective. Who knows? They could trade for Isaiah Simmons. You don't want a linebacker uh, on offense. Uh, Deontay Johnson may have a great year. George Pickens may be uh, become the superstar that everyone's excited to see. You know, there could be a number of things that happen that make you think, oh, you don't need to address this position or that position, but you need to address this over here. Lots of things can happen. But the one position I think the Steelers on offense could really use if they were to take up one player that's in the NFL right now, it's the center position. And I'd take one of two guys, Creed Humphrey, or Frank Ragnow. Now, Creed Humphrey, I think, is the best center in football right now, at least at least on on paper, the way that the way that he kind of slates himself with the Chiefs. I will say that I think having Patrick Mahomes helps a lot when you have an offense that that defenses have to honor in so many different ways. And so it kind of takes pressure off the offensive line as much because uh, the Chiefs have so many ways to beat you and they can't just send teams just don't want can't send everything at you because they have to account for so much on the back end. But I do think that it's clear on tape that Creed Humphrey is a dominant force in the middle part of the offense. And I do think the Steelers kicked themselves a little bit for not drafting him in the second round when he was sitting right there when they drafted Pat Frymuth. However, they're pretty happy with both Pat Frymuth and Najee Harris. So I don't think they're kicking themselves too hard, but still a dominant player like Creed Humphrey would be very helpful to the Steelers offense. Frank Ragnow, another guy, really good run blocker when he's healthy. I think both of those guys in the Steelers offense would be great right now. Now I want to say this with this caveat, I don't think that Mason Cole is any slouch. I actually think that Mason Cole was a big part of that offensive line stabilizing last year. And I even liken him to a guy like Justin Hartwig, who kind of came in for the 2008 Steelers and helped just kind of balance things out on an offensive line that was very much needed to figure things out. And I'd say that he's better than Hartwig, but I also think that that Mason Cole, he's a, he's a good offensive lineman. But when you look back to a lot of the, the great Steelers teams, they had great centers with them, even the ones that didn't always win the Super Bowls in 2010 uh, when they when they lost to the Packers in the Super Bowl. A guy that was missing that Super Bowl who played a key role that season was a rookie Marquise Pouncey. Uh, you go back to 2005 when they beat the Seattle Seahawks in Super Bowl 40. They had Jeff Hart Hardings, and he was a huge factor in that offensive line being dominant next to Alan Fanica uh, there. You go back to the 90s with their run to play the Cowboys in Super Bowl 30. Dermani Dawson, arguably the greatest center of all time but the other guy who they argue could be the greatest center of all time also a stealer mike webster of the 70s who led that and they also had ray mansfield for the early part of the 70s uh who took who mike webster took over for uh when he became a starter for the steelers but i just named what like four starter four starting centers who you could all put in the classified as like some of the greatest centers of all time it's a staple of the pittsburgh steelers to have an elite center and that's why i think that that would be if I was to add one position to this offense that would be different, it would be the best center in football. And could you imagine how much different this line would be if they had an, another dominant figure right in the middle of the offensive line? They're expecting Broderick Jones to be a great left tackle. They've added James Daniels, who was really solid at right guard. Isaac Siomalu, who can be, I think, can be really solid at left guard. And if you had an elite center, this could put that that could put a group like this as one of the best offensive lines in the NFL. And I think that that's where, again, like with linebacker, I want to look to the draft to see 
What's the potential there to get guys like this? Now, we also know center isn't a highly demanded position in the draft class unless there is a truly dominant center out there. But like Creed Humphrey, I will say this. Creed Humphrey was also like the 13th offensive lineman taken in his draft class. It wasn't like he was the clear above above board. Like everyone was just like, you know, he's going to be the number one guy out there. There, you know, There's always people who come out and say truth. It's like, oh, I knew he was going to be that guy. But it's also like, you know. Anyone can say that after the fact, but I will say this for, for, uh, for this upcoming draft class, there are some options there. And one guy that I've, that I've at least, at least seen a little bit of is Cedric Van Praan, uh center out of Georgia, six, four uh, looks really strong reports on him say that he's a very smart, uh, a very smart center. And I think that's one of the biggest things is that you want a guy who's nasty, but also a guy who's a very smart heads up player who can communicate and get everyone on the same page and be a leader while also being the nasty guy in the middle that takes no stuff. That's something that Marquise Pouncey, I think, did very well. Like he had his mean streak and he could kind of snap off and dominate in a point, but he could also communicate the signals, get everyone on the same page and be that leader in the middle of the offensive line. And there's a few guys like that this upcoming year. Now, I don't know if they're going to be like top tier first round picks for sure, but at least going up into the season, I think they're names that you want to keep an eye on to see how they do in the college football year. And that's Cedric Van Pran of Georgia, Bryce Foster of Texas A&M, James Brockermeyer of Alabama, Andrew Rame of Oklahoma, guys like that, I think could all play important roles as far as how uh, how the Steelers look at some of the some of the guys that are going to be out there at the center position. Because again, if you look at how the, how the Steelers have traditionally been built, center has always been vital. And what are the Steelers trying to do? But get back to their roots by being a tough defensive team that runs the football well and then throws the football based off of running the football well. And part of that would be having a great center who not only did great run blocking, but also made sure those interior gaps for Kenny Pickett were protected uh, with the investments that they've made to build up that offensive line. So to answer your question, Parker, it would be Creed Humphrey that I would add to this offense or Frank Ragnow if you wanted a second guy, guy, guy there to pick. But ultimately, I do think that center is one of those positions the Steelers might be having their eye on and scouting quite a bit across the NFL because I think that that is something that they truly value. I think teams in general value the center position, but I think that's something that Mike Tomlin wants back in his, uh, back in his locker room is a dominant center. Again, Mason Cole, a good center, but not a dominant one. And if they can get a guy like that in the locker room and on this roster in the, in, for the next several years, I think that'd be a great addition that they'd want to pair with Kenny Pickett to help further his chances to be their next franchise quarterback. Thanks again to Parker for calling in to the to the hotline. Again, it's 412-223-6644 to get your calls in. Leave your name, where you're from, and we'll keep your question under a minute. We'll get you on the show. And remember, if you donate $10 to the Cystic Fibrosis Foundation via the link that I provided uh, in the description of this podcast or the QR code that you see on your screen here, you will be guaranteed to get your question heard on air thanks everyone who's donated so far we're doing we're doing great work there but again thanks thanks everyone i'm your host chris carter for the locked on steelers podcast follow me on twitter and instagram at carter critiques read my work i'm also on threads now by the way because that's a thing so do that with do with that what you will um but also uh thanks to everyone for checking out the locked on steelers podcast i'm your host chris carter find this show on your favorite podcasting apps and on youtube like this video if you enjoy it subscribe to this youtube channel to get all of your daily monday through friday episodes as well as our bonus content we thank you for making the locked on steelers podcast your first listen every day we're back tomorrow talking more of your pittsburgh steelers right here on the locked on steelers podcast